Hello. Hi. Welcome to Halloween. Hello, welcome to Halloween. 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 Marcy, what are you being for Halloween? I'm not. What? I have work at 6.30 in the morning on November 1st. Aww. And I didn't realize this until last Saturday night. Like, I, I knew I had work, but I didn't put together what that would mean for Halloween. So I had to cancel my Halloween plans. Aww. Um, so I am not for Halloween. That's so sad. sad. I was going to be a cute little leopard, you know, like where like I had a little leopard print jumpsuit to wear and I was going to get little ears and it was going to be really cute. And Noah was going to be like a safari man. Noah's her boyfriend, by the way. Yeah. For those who um, don't know. But then I did, didn't. So I wasted $3 at a Forever 21 clearance sale on a cute leopard print jumpsuit, but that's okay. Can you not do something before Halloween night? Well, no, because Halloween's on what, like a Thursday? Yeah. And so the day would to do it would have been last Saturday. No. Oh. I and work. Did I can't just like do things. That is so sad. Hey, that's hey, yeah. that's the worst part about life and working is that you can't just have a party whenever you want. Yeah. You're unfortunately limited to like I mean, I guess I could go out, but then I would just be really not ready for work and I just yeah. that's not worth it. So Priorities. I think we'll probably end up having a night and watching a scary movie or something. I just won't be going out and about for Halloween, which is fine. We'll still maybe, eat candy and get spooked. Maybe you could um get dressed up, just take photos to make it look like you went to a party. That's true. That's also a possibility. Do you have and, Halloween plans, Gray? Um, eh, I mean, no. <laughs> and it's because, here's the thing. So here's the thing. What I will probably end up doing is watching a scary movie with friends, like you said, because mm-hmm. my friends have a history of already watching movies together just and like playing games like cards mm-hmm. humanity and stuff just as a thing so it's like why wouldn't we do that on halloween also it's like a well there's not really anything else to do because this isn't a party campus so there's no. probably going to be one party going on and i'm not going to like it and why would you like tr- it uh there's like 400 people at my college and there are some states you don't want to see people in when you know you're going to see them the next day do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're just like, I don't I don't want to know you like that. Oh my god. We're gonna have classes together in the future. It's inevitable. Yeah. Please don't make me know you like that. So oh my god. I'm not that gonna was go to the those. Beauty of dating someone I didn't go to a party school, but my boyfriend did. And that was kind of the beauty of like if I wanted to go to a party, I could go to a party and I wouldn't know anyone there and I would never see them again unless I went to another party at that same frat or whatever. Very low risk for you. Very high risk for me. Very low risk. Very high risk for me. I'm so sorry. Well, I do have a costume. What's your costume? Um, I'm gonna be a cowboy. I'm looking at uh boots actually right now at uh countryoutfitter.com. Are they gonna get here in time? Um, the boots might not, but I'm buying everything else on Amazon. However, I'm not too worried about my costume getting in for Halloween because. Um, there's this thing that my school does uh, a few weeks into November called e-ball, which is short for erotica ball, which basically means it's a dance. It's a themed dance. It's prom, but with more sex positivity, essentially. Like we. This is a wild concept. To yeah, me. it's pretty weird. And I'm like the the VP of our like pride group on campus or whatever. And Wait, since when are you VP of your pride group on campus? I got 
involved on accident. So you got very I'm that involved. Person. Good yeah, for I you. Did. And eball is run by the Pride Group um, as well as the Burlesque Club. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. The theme this year is uh, past, present, and future. So basically, you can go as anything, which I think is fun. Um, and I, but to be fair, I had already decided before all this happened that regardless of what the theme was, I was going to go as a cowboy. <laughs> Not a sexy cowboy. Just, just a cowboy. A, just a cowboy. Um, and my friend Ian was going to go as a sexy cowboy. So it would be like, here's the normal one and here's the sexual version. Um, so I am looking at countryoutfitter.com for these boots. So if, they, if they're not going to get in here in time for Halloween, probably, but they will be here in time for e-ball. So. so Halloween is sort of a dress rehearsal for e-ball for you. For me, yeah. Especially because like, my friends aren't dressing up at all. So even if I decide to get in my my sad cowboy costume at that point, because I won't have the boots. And you know the boots are the biggest part. So even if I get yeah, dressed up in that. Yeah, without that, you're like a weird hipster. Yeah, I'm like a like a hipster that decided to try to bring cowboy hats back. And it's like not really working. But anyway. So even if I decided to dress up like that while we watch movies or whatever it is we do, it'd be like no one else's. That's the point. Maybe to, fo- to, post, to post photos on Instagram would be the point. Yeah. That's what the point would be. But. Fair. Anyway. Well, I'm excited so, <laughs> for you. I didn't know you were involved on campus. Yeah. I also just started a writing group on campus. Um, actually, just while we're recording this, I just got back from a meeting because um, we meet every Monday. It was actually really good this this time. Sometimes oh, it's yeah. kind of awkward, but this week it was really fun. So, Yay. I'm glad it was good. Yeah. My boss be... asked me to stay two hours late at work today. Ew. And then I had to go to TJ Maxx to buy khakis. Are those things related or did you just need to do that? No, they're unrelated, but... You made it sound like it was a cause and effect situation. <laughs> because I stayed two hours late at work, I had to buy khakis. Yeah, I was like, um... Did you ruin your other ones two hours late at work? I just, no. here's the thing about uniforms that require you wear polos. They look fine on dudes. Guys look fine wearing polos tucked into khakis. Girls will always look like they work at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were going to say as your description of what the girls look like, but I don't think it was that. It's, so. it's true though, right? And like, you're not. Girls wearing a polo and khakis always look like a weird frumpy teenager who's working after school at Chuck E. Cheese. You're not wrong. You I get I mean, I'm thinking about what you look like in that ensemble and it does look like you work at Charles Entertainment Cheese. (laughs) Incorporated. Incorporated. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just mad at this uniform and that it forced me to buy khakis. So You ever think about how Chuck E. Cheese is just a casino for children? Um, I'd never had that thought before. Now you do. Thank you. So are all arcades. Mm, I guess you're, I guess maybe casinos are just grown-up arcades, actually. Yeah, maybe we say the other way around. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Casinos are just bad arcades. <laughs> I've decided. I mean, they operate on literally the same, like, psychological functions. <laughs> That is, <laughs> it is, it is accessing and the same And even some things. of the, some of the games are the same. They just like have brighter colors at Chuck E. Cheese. They're less alcoholic. 
Yeah, there's less alcohol involved for sure. Although, do they serve alcohol to the parents? Surely they do. <laughs> At Charles Entertainment Cheese? They gotta serve beers or something. Like, no yeah. liquor, but like... Some vodka. You gotta be Two able to buy like a Bud Light vodka. at Chuck E. Cheese, right? Legally, you should be able to, I think. Legally, any parent in Chuck E. Cheese should just be given like at least two beers when they walk in. Legally, ethically. Just to make up for the rest of it. Religiously. Yeah, like just here, you're about to have a horrible time. <laughs> Here's some Bud Light. Anyway, so Chuck E. Cheese talk aside, this is our second or part two of a Halloween episode. Halloween. I don't know why we decided that for Halloween, everything we say is just going to be in like a wobbly voice. Halloween. Because it's spooky. It's what ghosts sound like. (gasps) Oh my God. What? When we do our intro, we have to do it in that voice. Oh, okay. All right, you want to do it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Hi, I'm Gray. And I'm Marcy. I'm a writer. And I'm a reader. And this is... Bookins, a literary podcast. No, you have to go Bookins. (sighs) Bookins. A literary podcast. There we go. Nice. Nailed it. did it. Boom. First try. Yes. Love. Anyways. So, Gray, what do you have lined up for us today? So today is my day. Last episode was Marcy's shebang because that's just how it lined up, baby. So in honor of Halloween, I have created a segment for us today that doesn't have a name yet because I will never do it again. But basically, we're going to be looking at some very bad two-sentence horror stories. Oh, my God. Because... Originally, the idea was for me to read to you a bunch of, like, short horror stories because, like, ooh, spooky, Halloween, whatever. Fillers are long. They take a long time. That's too much work. I don't want to do that. So instead, I was like, well, there are those two-sentence ones, and those are really easy to be bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, those are really space, hit or miss. A lot of room for bad. Yes. Extremely hit or miss, these ones. And there are so many on the internet, and they're just hanging around. So I have collected a few of those to read to you today um, and to possibly discuss, maybe critique. We could rate these if you wanted to. I don't care. Um, and then I have two that I thought were like actually kind of kind of like, oh, okay, kind of a spook, kind of a spook for you, um, just to like cleanse our palate. Um, and then, of course, we're going to be talking about our book. So, oh, my God, can we rate these hot or not? Yeah, just, just hot or not. Hot or not. Shitty Ghost Stories edition. Boo. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's get into it. I'm so ready. So for number one, this is not actually a two sentence horror story. So I apologize for lying to you slightly. This is the only one I found that was like longer. And I was still like, well, I don't, I guess. Um, And this is allegedly a real one. And it has a name, unlike most of the other short stories. So it's called The Flying Key. When I was 15, my mother and I were standing in the kitchen talking. There was a rack on the wall holding keys about eight feet away. A key from the rack flew across the room and hit the floor near our feet. This is the only event in my life for which I have no explanation. I don't know what the key went to. It was an old, heavy key, 
The house was built in the 1880s, so it could have been original to the house. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's the end. That, that's, that's the whole it. story. That's the whole story. <laughs> it's from thoughtcatalog.com, by the way. So if anyone wants to go look at this specifically, yeah. Hot or so, not. So a, a key flew off a rack. It's called the flying key. Yeah. What else do you expect? But it was an old key. It was an old key. Indicating the, the key itself might be an artifact. And in the house was built in the 1880s. So it could have belonged to the house originally, which implies... Wow. That the house can have ownership, but we're, we can't get into that. Or the key is connected to something dark and mysterious that happened in the house, but like the key is a key element yes. to a thing that happened, and therefore a spirit lingers on the key. Could be. We, we don't know, because this is the only event in this person's <laughs> life for which they have no explanation. You're right. They can explain everything else that's happened in that haunted house, not the key. Not the key, bro. The key, don't know what to do with it. Hot or not, what do you think? I'm going to go with not. Mm. I wasn't scared. You weren't scared? There's no fear. No. It doesn't add to your spook, the fact that this is allegedly true? No, not at all. I don't care if it's true or not. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. It's bad storytelling. All right. Next one. This one is actually a two-sentence horror story. Um, Again, this is from thoughtcatalog.com. I think all of the ones I'm reading right now are from Thought Catalog. They just had a lot of articles about this stuff so you know how this all right here it goes my wife woke me up last night to tell me there was an intruder in our house she was murdered by an intruder two years ago that's it you know if that happened real spooky yeah so this was a true a true story a real event a real occurrence the most spooky you could get yeah, this is like up there on spook. Um, also, if this happened, I would assume there was another intruder in the house and the wife was like warning him that there was another intruder in the house. And that's really scary. I would like to say that this is for some reason. Um, I I don't think these people actually wrote these because a lot of these I found on multiple websites, like for like literally the same thing, copying and pasting on multiple websites. So I don't know if this is actually the person who wrote this, but it is on the website attributed to the username, the D string. So just so you know, <laughs> just so you're aware. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm glad I know that now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Don't want to plagiarize. Thanks. Wow. Love. Credit where credit is due. Hot or not. I don't want to give out a hot yet because I don't know what's ahead of us, but it's hotter than the last one. I mean, I'll take that. So a not, but with the caveat of wasn't the worst. Yeah, it's less not than the last one and more hot than the last one. So Mm, mm, I see. Here's the next one. I never go to sleep, but I keep waking up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this one intrigues me because I don't know what it means. Is it a riddle? I no. It's a two. It. I mean, I. Yeah. It sounds like. I a guess riddle it is a riddle. Me. I guess most things are riddles to me, but I just. <laughs> I I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. Does it mean like you can't remember falling asleep, but you remember waking up? You know, maybe. Like you're not aware of falling asleep. But is that a spook? Is that a spooky thing? Because no, I, these I, are meant to be spooky. I think it's just part of existence, isn't it? 
Yeah, I'm try- my problem is I can't figure out what the spooky reason is for them keep waking up but not going to sleep. You know? Like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where the horror of this one is coming from. I'm trying to get in their head, and it's just not happening. <laughs> this is attributed to genetically witless, and I gotta say, genetically witless, I don't, I don't know what you're getting at. These are some. I'm good sorry, bud. Usernames also. What's funny to me is only some of them have usernames attributed to them. Some of them, they're like, eh, we don't know. Like, eh, we straight up plagiarized this. Yeah, they're like, eh. Unknown source in the depths of the internet. Who knows? You don't need to credit people. It's like, well, well. <laughs> hot or not. Uh, Not. I'm so deeply. You know, actually, I'm going with hot. Mm. You know why? Why? Everything's arbitrary, and I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think that's fair. You know what? Sometimes you got to give something a little, a little taste. I never go to sleep, but I always wake up. Yeah, yeah, you know, I never go to sleep, dude. It's so fake deep. Yeah, like it's like what from your metaphorical dreams? Is that what that is? Like, it, what is this going on? I really don't know what it means. I can't get any meaning out of it, and I love that about I it. I don't know. I don't. I w- genetically witless. Uh, please DM me on anything. Any just platform. in general. I just please. I want show up at my house. Location. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I just want to know what it means. Genetically witless aside, here's the next one. I looked out my window. The stars had gone away. Is it morning? (laughs) I guess it could be morning. (laughs) What? I guess it could be morning. Is it just really cloudy and also there's no moon so it just looks like black? Do you live in a city with a lot of pollution? Yeah, is it smog? The thing about this one, which is attributed to Owlet with which is spelled O W L L, Ed, um, is that I I think I I get what they're trying to do, which is oh, what would you do if suddenly there were just no stars? Like that'd be kind of freaky, right? Yeah, that'd be kind of fucked up, wouldn't it? And it's like yeah, but it's so vague that you're like this could mean anything. I just don't know if two sentences is a good format for horror stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You have to be really good at it for it to be good. Like, this is not something you can just sort of be like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to actually try. And a lot of people seem to not, not be interested in. Like, it's very easy. I will say that when I was looking through all of the, because I looked through so many, dude, trying to get these, (laughs) a lot of them were just like normal thing that a person does with I live alone tacked on the end to make it spooky. That's fair. I I fed my cat. I live alone. Like, what? Okay. (laughs) I guess. Were the ones that you picked advertised as scary or were they from like a list of bad ones? Every single one of them. I could not find a list of bad ones. So every single one of the ones <laughs> you're going to hear today is from a list of good two-sentence horror stories. No! <laughs> yes. Every one of them was no. advertised as extremely spooky. No! Okay, yes. that makes this all better. I'm happy now. Yes. All right. Continue. Yes. Oh, hot or not? That one's a knot. Okay, that's fair. All right. 
Next one. As the first shovelful of dirt landed on my chest, I finally managed to whisper, "I'm not dead." At first, I thought they hadn't heard me, but then one of them smiled and said, "We know." So that one's murder. Yes, but that like, one is being suffocated alive. Ooh, being buried alive. Ooh, that's a fear. Mm, is it really? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. You're not afraid of being buried alive? I mean, it's not an active fear. It's not like it's something I worry about in my day-to-day life. But, like, when I think about ways you could die, that's up there as one of the worst. I, I guess I, yeah, no, I agree with you. I just, like you said, that's not something I sort of, my mind doesn't immediately go to being buried alive as the worst way to die, you know, when someone asks. Because I have conversations like that constantly. You know how it is? <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. Um. But yeah, this was this was on the same list as all of the other ones. Thought catalog again. Thank you. Didn't have anyone attributed to it. Still know what that's about. Guess I like the concept that they were only able to whisper. Yeah, that I'm part dead. threw me off. Why are you whispering? I guess they're weak. It's supposed to show us they're weakened. Maybe. Here's what I don't get. Why was it so easy for so long to bury people alive? Like... Isn't it like pretty clear whether someone's dead or not? I think people, I think, I think here's the issue. People were just like, if they thought someone was dead, they'd be like, yeah, well, that's it. Better go bury him now. Like there was not time to, because when someone's died and you wait a few days, it's clear that they're dead. Yeah. It gets bad quick. Yeah. So if you just waited a few days, you'd be certain. Yeah, but but then the smell. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if the person was alive, Mm. they wouldn't. Oh, as you were saying, they were forced to act quickly due to circumstance, and therefore there could be room for error in the deceasedness. I don't know. I just feel like bodies go rigid and stuff within a few hours. Do you do you have the funeral pulled together in hours? You know, Mm, like yeah. uh, uh, Although I wonder if maybe some of it was because like. If you don't have like a doctor around or whatever, like you're in the middle of I mean, nowhere or whatever it is, and someone dies, and you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm sad," or you I think mean, that guess. they died, you don't. Maybe you don't know that that's what happens to bodies, but so you're like, like "Well, they're not moving." Died so much, then you know yeah, what a dead body's that like. That is true. Everyone I guess everyone dies yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, like. We don't interact with dead bodies regularly in today's society, but like it's freaking 1780. You're like living in whatever London. Everyone's dead. You're dead. Your loved ones are dead. (laughs) You're dead. You've died. If you make it past the age of five, you've had an exceptional life. That is true. You know? Midlife. Midlife for you. So anyway, I've never understood the buried alive thing. It happens. There's people that it happened to multiple times. Ooh, that's rough. Which is bonkers to me. Like, how does that? Even, okay? How would you even do that? Yeah, like what? I don't know, but I'll, I, it's happened. Hot or not? Um, I'm gonna go with hot. Ooh. Just because, like, that one is scary. I mean, I'm not, I'm not actively scared by it. But if I mm-hmm. put myself in their little shoes, I'm scared. You know. Hmm. They're being moidered. Moidered. Moida. Moida. All right. Next one. I kiss my wife and daughter goodnight before I go to sleep. When I wake up, 
I'm in a padded room and the nurses tell me it was just a dream. <laughs> this is attributed to the user's storyteller, Bob. Oh, this person was literally just like, you know what's scary? Psychosis. <laughs> you know what's scary? Mentally ill people. Hallucinations. Ooh. Delusions. And also, I kiss my wife and daughter goodnight is not a scary thing to do. No. You know? That's like, oh. That's sad. That's like that person is hallucinating that they have a family, which means they probably really want a family. So or maybe they do have one and they're not with them right now because Yeah, and they miss their family. You know? Like that's yeah. just like that's not scary. That's just like let them go. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. Where's their family? Why are they in a padded room? Yeah. That's sad. Also, is it real that people get put in padded rooms? Um in the yeah. way that in the way that we see in movies. I don't know if they're padded, but I've had patients who have to go in like the empty psych room where there's like a mattress on the floor instead of a bed and there's literally nothing in the room because anything could be used as a weapon. Um, I mean, I know cameras of those, watching them, <laughs> but I'm thinking about specifically the like what this person is envisioning when they say, and the nurses tell me it was just a dream, which also why would the nurses like this implies when I wake up and I'm in a padded room and the nurses <laughs> tell me it was just a dream. This implies that they did not. I don't know. That maybe that the nurses heard. This person's dream? Because it was a dream. This wasn't a psychosis situation. Yeah. Actually. Oh, wait, you're so right. You don't tell, you don't tell like a patient having hallucinations, you dreamed something. You say you hallucinated something. Yeah. This is, this is a dream. This this person was sleeping, had a sweet dream that they were with their wife and daughter. And then they wake up and the nurses go, it was a dream, you idiot. Like what? (laughs) Oh my God. Like what's going on? Yeah. We've poked some holes in this. This is a rough one. Yeah, this one's not great. Also, Hot or not, research I... tells me that a padded room is real. It is often used in jails to prevent people from hurting themselves. Also, a padded room is a permanently closed shoe store located in Chicago, Illinois, a boutique offering a selection of name brand sneakers in a sleek, narrow setting. Um, 4.1 nice. stars with 48 Google reviews. Don't know why they closed. Sad for the padded Aww. room shoe store. So, something bad happened there. Yeah. Something must have gone down. Yeah, sorry, padded room. Anyway, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with not hot. I'm going to very much agree with that. All right, next one. My mom told me she had the best time playing with my little sister today. My sister went missing in 2002. They found her body in 2006. This would be scarier if it was a young child saying they were played with the missing sister, the dead sister. This also, though, does not tell you that. I don't know. The time period of this is weird. I guess she told me this today implies it's in the current. It's in the present. And Mm -hmm. they found her body in 2006. But why also did they feel the need to say that she went missing in 2002 and then her body was found four years later. That one's a little weirdly specific to me. This is a two-sentence horror story, not presumably not real. Like, this is not a thing that happened to someone. Although I don't know, it's not yeah. attributed to anyone, so it, I guess it could be, in which case that's horrifying. But, like, 
in Two Sentence Horror Stories, the goal is generally to be vague, but specific enough to cause fear. Like, you're not trying to flesh out characters, you know? Mm-hmm. You're trying to just be spooky, which is why yeah. I don't like... I have found a lot that have included a name of someone, like the character's <laughs> name. It'll be like, Jane did this, but when she woke, she did this. And it's like... you. Did I need to know her name was Jane? No. Did just do I it from first person. Right? Like, come on now. Anyway, all I have to say is this is a rookie mistake. This story would be better if it was like, my daughter came home and told me she made a new friend while playing outside today. I asked her what her name was. It was my sister who died. And Or like, my daughter and I were looking through a photo album today. She pointed at a picture of my young sister and told her, she looks like the girl I play with in the attic. My sister died in 1987. Yeah, like that'd be like, ooh. Something like that. But it's like the mom. But the mom, an adult woman, is seeing a ghost child, her her ghost child, and acting normal. Like, oh, I just played with Sally B. What? (laughs) Sally? Yeah, this this makes me interpret it as a a grief situation, which just makes it sad. Not scary. Just sad. But the farther away we get from the time period, the less it seems likely that it's a grief situation and the more it's just weird. Yeah, because it's like, well, she went missing in 2002 and they found her body in 2006. Um, it's 2019, which isn't to say that you stop grieving for someone, but it is weird. No, but I think the window on hallucinating that you're like yes. interacting with them is probably closed. Yes. Unless you're under like extreme stress, but... Or if this that wasn't was the first time, but this implies it was the first time. Yeah, so we're going to go with not. It's, yeah, we're going to... Hot or not? Not. Not. Don't like this one. All right. Here's the next one. My mom told me she had the best time playing with my little sister today. My sister went missing in 2002. They found her body in 2006. This would be scarier if it was a young child saying they were played with the missing sister, the dead sister. This also, though, does not tell you that. I don't know. The time period of this is weird. I guess she told me this today implies it's in the current. It's in the present. And Mm -hmm. they found her body in 2006. But why also did they feel the need to say that she went missing in 2002 and then her body was found four years later. That one's a little weirdly specific to me. This is a two-sentence horror story, not presumably not real. Like, this is not a thing that happened to someone. Although I don't know, it's not yeah. attributed to anyone, so it, I guess it could be, in which case that's horrifying. But, like, in two-sentence horror stories, the goal is generally to be vague, but specific enough to cause fear. Like, you're not trying to flesh out characters you know, mm-hmm. you're trying to just be spooky, which is why yeah. I don't like, I have found a lot that have included a name of someone, like the character's <laughs> name. It'll be like, Jane did this, but when she woke, she did this. And it's like, you, did I need to know her name was Jane? No. Did just do I it from first person. Right? Like, come on now. Anyway, all I have to say is this is a rookie mistake. This story would be better if it was like, my daughter came home and told me she made a new friend while playing outside today. I asked her what her name was. It was my sister who died in... Or like, my daughter and I were looking through a photo album today. 
She pointed at a picture of my young sister and told her, She looks like the girl I play with in the attic. My sister died in 1987. Yeah, like that'd be like, ooh. Something like that, yeah. But it's like, the mom? But the mom, an adult woman, is seeing a ghost child, her, her ghost child, and acting normal, like, oh, I just played with Sally B. What? Sally? What? Yeah, this what? Is, this makes me interpret it as a, as a grief situation, which just makes it sad. Not scary. Yeah. Just sad. But the farther away we get from the time period, the less it seems likely that it's a grief situation, and the more it's just weird. Yeah, because it's like, well, she went missing in 2002, and they found her body in 2006. Um, It's 2019, which isn't to say that you stop grieving for someone, but it is weird. No, but I think the window on hallucinating that you're like yes. interacting with them is probably closed. Yes. Unless you're under like extreme stress. But or if this was wasn't not- the first time, but this implies it was the first time. Yeah, so we're gonna go with not. It's yeah, we're gonna hot or not, not. Not don't like this one. Alright. Here's the next one. Don't be scared of the monsters. Just look for them. Look to your left, to your right. Under your bed, behind your dresser, in your closet, but never look up. She hates being seen. <laughs> did you like my voice I did for that one? I did like your voice. Um, you know, despite its stupidity, it gave me a, a little like, ooh, ooh, surrounded by monsters. Ooh. Ooh. I would like to say that this person definitely cheated with the two sentence um format oh, yeah, that was that's more than two sentences but that was a long two sentences that's for sure yeah um it was also attributed to anarchist waffles so that's a case. good screen name yeah good anarchist job waffles. anarchist I waffles stealing your screen name this is my new twitter handle anyways <laughs> it's really good um i got the sims for cats and dogs yesterday um and today i made a family that's just like a cute young adult girl and then she has two cats, and their names are Pancakes and Waffles. <gasps> oh, my God. She owns a vet. I'm very Aww. excited about it. It's really Having cute. a great time. Um, they had that. kittens today. Their names are Mimosa and Bacon. <gasps> oh, I love that. I so, I'm thriving. You really are. Anyway, hot or not? We said hot. I'm going to say hot. Okay, fair enough. I'm fine with it. It it did what I think a two sentence horror story is supposed to do, which is just make you feel a little creeped out. Yeah, because none it's of these are like, going to be like my heart is racing. Like they're all going to be like, Ooh. yeah, they're all going to be like that's a little sense of creepiness, mm-hmm. Max, and that's what that did. So I'll give it a hot. Next one. They delivered the mannequins in bubble wrap. From the main room, I begin to hear popping. Oh no. Yeah. Mikey 75, oh you kind of did a you kind of did something there. Mikey 75. Good job, boy. Boy. Mikey. Yeah. You did Mikey. it. Mikey. All right, yeah, that one's scary. I mean, it's scary in that it will never ever happen, but if you're sitting there and you're like you sign the mannequin form, you go in the other room to do some paperwork, you start hearing popping, you're out of there mm. immediately. You're like, like out goodbye. the window. You're in Australia, the next thing you know. Yeah. Like, off the continent, goodbye. Goodbye. I am not dealing with that. This is way above my pay grade. No. No. No one's pay grade is 
mannequins popping bubble wrap pay grade. All right. Here is, wait, we said hot. We yeah, did. that one's hot. That's obviously hot. Come on. It's pretty hot. All right. Next one. As I walked up the driveway with my new friend, I introduced him to my dad. What friend? He asked with bewilderment in his eyes. The friend is a ghost. Now, what I like about this one is not, well, most, I don't, most of it I don't like. What I do like is <laughs> that instead like. of just saying, what friend? He asked. They said, they added with bewilderment in his eyes, as if the question mark and exclamation mark after friend was not enough to convey to us that this is a spooky situation the father has now found himself in. Bewilderment in his eyes. I feel like that's a thing that novice writers do a lot is like write about the emotion in someone's eyes when they don't need to. But also eyes don't actually show that much emotion. I'm just going to say it. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I, I don't think eyes show that much emotion. Your whole face does. This, this is a hot take. Hot take. What's more important is the rest of your face. It's That's all it. kind That's of a context yeah. situation. Like the whole face works together within the context. Body language and facial expression, expression reading is a complex process. And also when you think about specifically bewilderment, which I love this word choice for this because obviously this character is supposed to be like, look, I'm a child. I've introduced you to my new friend, whatever, whatever. But they chose bewilderment. Anyway, the diction. Mm, so good. Anyways, um, the implication that a child would use the word bewilderment in a sentence. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Bewilderment is conveyed, I would argue, mostly through the eyebrows if, we're, if we have to pick one feature. I would agree with that. And yet it's... It's that eyebrows raised emotion. Yes. Although I think it would actually be funnier and maybe better if it said, what friend, he asked, with bewilderment in his eyebrows. <laughs> that would be an improvement. I think I'd like, I like that. that better. It was not attributed to anybody, but whoever wrote this, I here's your feedback. Anyways, hot or not? Not hot. Not hot. Not a hot take. Not a hot boy. Not a hot take. No. Next one. I woke up to the smell of copper in the air. I had done it again. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. Do they, um, what does copper insinuate? What things smell like copper? Do they mean like, like how blood smells like iron? Maybe. But wrong metal, friend. And also, like, you could just say the smell of blood. You know? Yeah. I woke up to the smell of blood in the air. I had done it again. Not even in the air. You don't need to say in the air. Okay, so what yeah, is Yeah, all smells are in the air. Yeah. We can't how... smell via anything else. <laughs> that's how smells work. Come on. So if I modify this to I woke up to the smell of blood, I had done it again. Okay, that's kind of spooky. What did you do? Presumably murder of some kind. We don't know. Presumably grisly murder. Grisly murder. But the smell of copper... What smells like copper? I genuinely Oh no, don't I know. spilled the penny jar. Coins? Yeah, if you say <laughs> copper, I just go straight to I coins. I spilled the swear jar. Coins? The coins? spookiest thing of all is the fact that we still have pennies in circulation. That's fair. That is the spookiest take of today. I So many of these are absolutely inexplicable. It's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> just because incomprehensible. Two sentence 
scary stories should theoretically be like the most easily relatable thing. Like they should appeal to our basest fears so that they are able to be scary in only two sentences. Mm-hmm. But we're having a lot of trouble communicating those. They really are. For some reason. I just don't get it. It's fine. What else you got? That one's not. Obviously, that's not. My daughter won't stop crying and screaming in the middle of the night. I visit her grave and ask her to stop, but it doesn't help. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I just, I don't think rando ghosts with no buildup are scary. Marcy is very in the camp of you got to have some buildup. You got to have some character. Yeah, ghost stories require buildup. Also, adults seeing ghosts, for some reason, much less scary to me than animals or kids seeing ghosts. Really? So, like, an adult being like, my daughter won't stop crying. And, so I and go screaming. To her grave and screaming. And tell her to sh- Excuse me. My daughter won't stop crying and screaming, so I go to her grave and tell her to shut up. <laughs> Tell my daughter just like that's not, let me get some sleep. That's not scary to me. That's it's fair. not scary to me. I don't know why. If it was like a real story of someone being like, my daughter died and every night I heard screaming. I'd be like, oh my God, go to a psychologist immediately. Oh my God. But w- when kids say stuff like that, it's like, what do you see? What can you see? What are you seeing? <laughs> what is going on? What are you see? What are you able to tune into that I cannot? I don't know. These are very personal things about ghost stories. Anyway, I didn't find that scary at all. Okay. No. It's attributed no. to Scuppy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we want to rethink Wait. our rating just based on the name. But Okay. Based on Scuppy? That's hot. <laughs> we will, Scuppy gets an honorary hot. Not the rest Is of the story, S-C-U- just Scuppy. Is it S-C-U-P-P-Y? It's S-K-U-P-P-Y. <gasps> no! Maybe it's Scoop. No, it's got to be Scuppy. It's got to be Scuppy. It can't be anything, can't but, be anything Scuppy. but Scuppy. It, the episode title can't be anything but Scuppy. It can't be anything but Scuppy. All right. Oh, We're so close God. to the end. She wondered why she was casting two shadows. After all, there was only a single light bulb. Once again, I feel that these horror stories are supposed to be appealing to the most base fears of humans. This one is so weirdly specific. And also, why is... Ghosts why? don't cast shadows. There are such things as shadow people, allegedly. I, okay. You know is about this, this? Is that what this is? Uh, do I want to? I'll, I can tell you about them. Yeah, tell me about them. So basically, so here's the tea on shadow ghosts, or just sh- shadow okay. people. Okay. I don't know anything about them, except that... <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what's going on. I know nothing. I know nothing, except my friends... Alex and Ian and I, the past like couple of weeks, because it's spooky time, have decided instead of doing homework when we're supposed to be doing homework, we are going to watch compilations of allegedly real ghost stories and what or ghost ghost content footage basically on YouTube because we found this one account um, that is actually pretty good and I like the dude's voice so we're like ooh let's watch all of mm-hmm. them he has so many videos I'm like how do you have time for this anyway <laughs> a lot of them are about quote shadow people and they're literally just figures that are shadows like they're just it looks like a shadow mm-hmm. but there's this one video and i can send it to you because this one genuinely freaks me out where it looks like it. there's it's this man i have a very low tolerance i know i'm so sorry there's this man and he's in his like bedroom and looking at the curtain on his window and it looks like there's like a shadow behind it like oh a person the shadow falls out of the curtain and onto the bed what and it's just on the bed 
I'm dead serious. Yeah, it's so freaky. And there are so many videos of like people. That's a hard pass for me. It's pretty freaky. No, 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 no. There are so many, so many videos of people putting up like cameras in the middle of the night in their house, whatever, because I think they're being haunted. And they're like, I'm going to record it, whatever. And most of the time what they'll get is a shadow figure like peeking its little head out behind like a <gasps> wall or something and looking and uh-uh. deciding to, uh-uh. to eat out of there. It's so freaky. No. It's so freaky. Great, um, I don't like this. I know. They're pretty freaky. Great. I mean, I didn't need to think about this tonight. You can li- you can always make the case that these are fake videos. We have no way yeah. of knowing. But, but what's the fun in that? <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so that's, and I didn't do any research on shadow people because I don't think I want to know. But that's the most I do know about them. So what if shadow people are just like, you know, like the multiverse theory? Yes. What if they're just places where like the universes are bumping up next to each other? And you if that's just you in another universe accidentally flinging yourself into the window and then falling on the bed <laughs> while trying to hang up a new curtain. <laughs> You're like, ah, shit, I tripped. Because it did look like it tripped. <laughs> like it wasn't leaping at the dude. It was like, ah, fuck. And like fell over. It was like it made a mistake. And it was like, yeah. ah, sh- ugh, damn it. I'm just going to say every curse word I know. Maybe so, that'll make my, what yeah, I'm saying funnier. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. We'll make this episode explicit. Um, I'm on the shadow person Wikipedia page. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, a shadow person, also known as a shadow figure, shadow being, or black mass, is a perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure, particularly as interpreted by believers in the paranormal or supernatural as the presence of a spirit or other entity. And there's an artist impression of a shadow person, which is just like a black and white sketch of a bedroom with a child sleeping in the bed. And then just a shadow man who looks to be wearing a fedora Ooh. opening the door. I'm the fedora. You're the f- you're the shadow fedora? Yeah, I'm not the person, just the fedora. Okay. Anyways. Um. Wow. So some people say it's sleep paralysis. Some people say it is a side effect of meth. <laughs> I would believe those if it weren't on camera. Yeah. Which like, whatever. I know things can be edited, but also it's scary. Yeah. I'm like, a part of me is like, eh. I'm going to say 99.9% um, of these are fake, but. Oh, for sure. Um, there's an episode of the Twilight Zone about it. Ooh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 1985. It's called The Shadow Man. Ooh, get it? 1985. It's about a teenage boy. It's about a teenage boy who had a shadow person living under his bed. Jesus. So that's upsetting. <laughs> so there's some. I want to hear more spook. about shadow people. You just want to make this episode about shadow people. I mean, no, but yeah. You can. Anyways, yeah, it's freaky. So that um, the original story was not, but the story you told me was hot. Nice. Okay, I'll, I'll put this as not, and then add in parentheses mine equals hot. Yeah, your anecdote. Mine, my anecdote equal hot. Okay. Last one. I asked the hot guy in my class why he was staring at me. He said that he was actually staring at the demon that always hovers behind me. What little shit says this to someone in class? Yeah, why is this a story? That's just kind of mean. That's just mean. That's a mean thing to why say to someone. At, hey, why are you asking? Well, I guess if you're like, what are you looking at? What's going on? He's like, I'm staring at the demon that always hovers behind you. Like, shut up, yeah, Jeremy. What? Come on. God, Jeremy. I was into God, you and now Chad. I'm not, Jeremy. You're going to be an asshole. I'm going to be a little just dick about it. Put in all the swears in this episode since we've already said a couple. Not on, not on purpose. Just brain brain said. Might as well. I This one's not scary at all. It's just mean. It's just upsetting. Mm-hmm. Why? But, Jeremy? Hey, person who wrote this, don't believe Jeremy. He's just... 
He's just messing with he's you. He's just messing with you. He's just being a teenage boy. You know, like he's going through some stuff at home and like he's having a really hard time with his own self perception right now and, and he, how he feels he about himself. Never admit it, but he is taking it out. No, on you. he's lashing out. Okay. It, making you feel small makes him feel big. Yeah. And it doesn't make it okay. And you don't need to believe him. Just because he's hot doesn't mean he gets to talk to you like this. Exactly. It wasn't attributed. This wasn't attributed <laughs> to anyone, but. No, what was it? Scuppy? Oh, I wish Scuppy had written this. Scuppy. Scuppy, I miss you. Come back. Scuppy, come back. Scuppy, come back. Scuppy, come back. All right. So, did you say you had some actually scary ones for us? No. Well, I did. You don't have. But they were peppered in. They were, the, they were oh, mostly okay. the ones that you said were hot. The longer I wore it, the more it grew on me. She had such pretty skin. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, that's from Black Magic, spelled black with a Q instead of a C, and magic with a K at the end. Um, I saw, that reminds me of a tweet I saw the other day that was like, French geese be like, honk, H-O-N-Q-U-E. <laughs> nice. I liked that. <laughs> I liked that one a lot. I thought that was so funny. It's very, very good. Honk. Honk. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's about someone wearing someone else's skin. Yes, so that's bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll say hot for, the, for those reasons. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for all those spooky stories. They're hot or not. Scary, scary, scary edition. stories edition. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Um, we're moving on to something really scary, which is cults, our theme yep. of the month. Yep. Yep, yep. Last week, we read a nonfiction about someone who, like, actually survived a cult. And this week, we are reading a fiction about someone who survived a cult. So, not actually that similar, to be honest. Mm, I would argue none of it was similar. You, okay. Except the vague, like, escape from a cult. There are some similarities, actually, that I will talk about later that I thought were interesting. Ooh. But... Surface level, not at all alike. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. So what did we read this week, Ray? We read The Sacred Lies of Minopli by Stephanie Oaks. The Cavinian cult has taken everything from 17-year-old Minnow. 12 years of her life, her family, her ability to trust. And when she rebelled, they took away her hands too. Now the prophet has been murdered and their camp set aflame and it's clear that Minnow knows something, but she's not talking. As she languishes in juvenile detention, she struggles to unlearn everything she has been taught to believe, adjusting to a life behind bars and recounting the events that led up to her incarceration. But when an FBI detective approaches her about making a deal, Minnow sees she can have the freedom she always dreamed of, if she's willing to part with the terrible secrets of her past. The Sacred Lies of Minnow Bly is a hard-hitting and hopeful story about the dangers of blind fate and the power of having faith in oneself. So this little ditty is a young adult. It's a thriller. It's a mystery. I'm just reading off the genres it's listed under on Goodreads right now. <laughs> um, and I really liked it. It was, it was really a hard like book. book too. You did? Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I always have the fear that I've um, picked a shitty book. Um, <laughs> you've messed up horribly yeah i'm like oh god but one day one of us is gonna do that and you know maybe we'll have fun on that day but not today today it was good no we'll today it was really today, good but 
So I really liked this book, which means that I rated the enjoyability of four. Um, I, I don't usually, when I'm reading a book, experience, or I guess not that I don't usually, but recently, in a while, I have not experienced like a physical sensation as a response to a book. Um, but there are certain scenes in this where I was literally like sweating. I'm like, my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one of the scenes. Yeah, you didn't read the like 15 thrillers that I read for yeah. the last segment and then only even talked about like 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I stay mostly in my little like, ooh, YA contemporary, there's gay people sort of. Um, <laughs> it's coming of age, <laughs> my little yeah. corner, uh, because that's what I write in mostly. So it's like, uh, well, I should, you know, be familiar with the market. That only makes sense. Um, and also, I just like it. So I don't read thrillers a whole lot. Um, I love a thriller. I really liked this. I do watch thrillers. Sorry, that's only adjacent related. I do watch thrillers. I don't read them as much. Maybe I should because I really liked this. Um, but yeah. Yeah, being stressed out in a safe environment is fun. You know what? You're right. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Everyone likes a thriller. People like roller coasters. People like haunted houses. Those are all just stress and safe environments. That's true. You're like, well, might as well be spooked. Might as well be like, what's going to happen next? Um, That being said, I also gave it a four. I felt the same thing where like you're sitting there and your heart's like racing and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's just like the feeling of dread as you're reading it, like knowing something horrible is about to happen, but like not really knowing how it's going to happen because Mm -hmm. the story is told sort of she's currently in jail or juvie but we hear about the cult through her memories so it's like you know ultimately what happened but you don't really know how we got there and so over the course of the story it's revealed what happened to her and how things unfolded so like every scene where something horrible happened you know what the horrible thing was for the most part there's a couple exceptions but you don't know how it happened and you know it's going to happen so you're just like sweating while you're reading like oh my god don't walk in there you know it's like watching a horror movie and being like don't go in there don't go in there except mm-hmm. for you know she did go in there or he did go in there or so something happened and it's just very stressful yeah in a good way yes and there were a lot of surprises actually for me yeah i agree um because you know literally in the synopsis that she's had this horrifying punishment happen to her um but it that's not that's really not the worst part about all of no. it mm-hmm. um which is very surprising. Um, yeah, it's so good. I really enjoyed it. This book is really good. Yeah, I had a hard time putting it down to go to class. Um, yeah, I had that problem where I'd read it on my break at work and then I'd be like, oh, dang it, I have to go back to work. Oh my God, at one point, I was so I was at the end of the book and it was right before, I was like sitting in class waiting for the teacher to get there, the professor, whatever, I'm in college, whatever, um, for the professor to get in there and I was like, oh my God. I can't not, I have two minutes left of this book. I can't not finish it right now. So I went to the bathroom and hid in the bathroom oh to finish it. There's actually more like five minutes left. So Great. I did that. Yeah. No, this book was highly enjoyable. Like you could not put this book down. It was excellent. I really enjoyed it. I really liked wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 So. Wow. Um, balance I gave a three. I saw some reviews saying, oh, this book is good, even though not much happens. And I was like, what? I, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree that Who nothing said happens. Much happens. I guess they mean because the like she's in juvie the whole book and it's she, you just find out what happened to her through flashbacks. 
but I mean, it's like, I guess. but that doesn't mean that nothing's happening. That means that you're finding out what happened after it happened. You know, yeah. like I was like, well, and and some reviews were complaining about the fact that there wasn't more of the cult stuff happening in real time. And I was like, well, agree to disagree on that one because I had no issues with that. I just stuff happened in this book and the stuff that was happening to her in juvie was also interesting. Like it wasn't interesting, like people getting murdered. Interesting, but it was interesting from like a growth and mm-hmm. like uh, character growth is also interesting guys yeah may i you say know, shock shock value is not the only interesting thing yeah there was a lot of shock there was a lot of shocking stuff oh yes so there much. was so much oh my god oh my so god. just because i feel like part of our job here is to give a little bit more info than what you know the synopsis says basically minnow is the the main character her parents while well, she when she was like five Decided to join a like isolationist cult that lives in the wilds of Montana. Is it Montana? Yeah. Oh, that's one of my head. Anyway, Missoula is in Montana. Oh. Um, they live in like the mountains in Montana. This like crazy white supremacist cult. Supremacist? Is there supremacist. something in there? Yes. Yeah. White supremacist cult. Um, that like is like focused around this prophet kevin which is oh my god his name is kevin oh my god the building of this cult is the craziest thing to me i love it keep talking it's insane there's this point where one of the characters says you know kevin or the prophet they call him the prophet whatever one of the characters says you know the prophet made his own religion i just don't think he did a very good job at it oh my god that was such a good (laughs) line religion is built on nothing it is hilariously flimsy they have they have a name for god and it's Charlie. Yeah. Their God's name is yeah. Charlie. Which is so yeah. crazy and stupid and interesting to me. The like the yes. religion that well, has been built. And the thing is, part of the, the fact that the religion in this story was wild and insane was a critique of actual religion, right? Oh, for sure. Like, the fake religion in this book was essentially a satire of the real religions in the world. Not mm-hmm. necessarily saying they're bad, but saying that we should think critically about them because that's mm-hmm. like one of the big themes that comes out in this book is that it's like the the problem with religion is not religion it is blind faith yeah for sure is sort of i think what ends up the lesson learned yeah because right? there are would you say yeah and there are literally characters that she talks to in the book who are religious and mm-hmm. like like traditional christian whatever um not traditional traditional but not kevinites um yeah. kevinian i guess is what they're called um and she doesn't, some of the other characters are kind of like, oh, well, that's stupid that they believe that. But Minnow kind of comes to the understanding that even though she doesn't think she agrees with them, that it's not bad that they have something to believe in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the problem that, like, is not helping them believing in things. It's letting someone Blind. else tell you what you believe. Blind faith. And that's what I was going to say was actually bizarrely similar to the last book we read. It's almost like a lot of cults are based off of blind faith. Um, (laughs) a protagonist surviving a cult having to wrestle with living in a world where your religion turns out to be false and like how do you move forward from there in your beliefs Mm -hmm. and she comes to a very different understanding at the end in terms Mm -hmm. of her faith Um, her arc is more about faith in herself Um, yes but it is very similar I agree yeah, like the kind of the big picture is very similar, even if they come to different conclusions at the end. For sure. Um, obviously, this was also fictional. Yes. 
and not a real person's experience. And also this story happens over the course of like six months versus an entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that too. Anyway, this girl Minnow grows up in this cult. It's really bad. This is like, this is like what you think of with cult with like, polygamist going on but also there's like torture and murder and a lot of brainwashing and like they live in isolation and they don't go to doctors and there's like the totally phony fake prophet mm-hmm. and horrible things happen um abuse of women you know towards women abuse of women um they're told that Racism. like if you leave the cult the United States government, like the Gentiles, what they say, are after us and they will bomb you. Oh my God, that was, yeah. The community. Yeah. And like anyone with dark skin is evil and has the devil in them. Ugh. 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 Oof. Oof. So this is like your quintessential cult. Yeah. Right? This is like textbook cult. Yes. That she survives. They like cut off her hands. As oh my God. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Which you know from the beginning. You know yeah, from the like, beginning. Well, you know from the get go those hands are gone, but it is still rough. Also, the symbolism of hands. Mm, yes. Yes. That is some good symbolism. Yes. Let me just, it's pretty good. Do you ever just like want to dive in? Like you're reading something, you're like, mm, that imagery. Mm. Mm, I would write in mm, those metaphors. Mm, yes, mm. I know. I highlighted so much, like on the like Kindle app or whatever the heck. There, this I was a highlightable book. So many lines because sure. I was like, "That's so good!" Oh my god! Literally, the first line, in case the stuff that we've said already has not intrigued you enough, is, "I am a blood-soaked girl," and that is insane. And I was like, "Chef's kiss." Chef, chef's whole kiss. The chef has kissed this. Minnow's voice in this book is incredible. Mm, yes. I mm. love the pros in this book. This is get, let's go down the list because we're starting to get off, yeah. off the list here. That's how much let's we go like down it. the list. Okay. Yes. Okay. So balance, I also gave it a three, kind of just because I didn't really have any reason to dock it, but I also didn't have any reason to be like, you did a great job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you just did a good job. It felt balanced. So that's a three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, expectations I gave actually a four because I knew it was going to be horrifying and I knew that it was going to be like a thriller and a mystery and whatever. I did not realize just how horrifying it was going to be because there's a difference between knowing you're going to read a book that is about a girl who's had her hands cut off and reading the scene where she gets her hands cut off. Oh so my God. I gave it a That four. scene is so upsetting. It's so upsetting. It is. Oh my god! And then a lot. What is her name? Constance. Ah, Marcy, Marcy. We can't, we can't spoil it, but oh my god, the hands thing is the true horror in this story. Yeah, it's, oh the hands, god. physically and also metaphorically, and just everything about it is so upsetting. So oh upsetting. I so upsetting. I do like. I will say, I do like when it's in the like present day and she's in GV when people are sort of teaching her how to go about her life without mm-hmm. her hands as sort of a like, like I like that it wasn't like, well, she's completely helpless now. She can do nothing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there we have a whole field for that. It's called occupational therapy. Yeah. It's for helping people who have disabilities regain mobility and like living, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Quality of life. Yeah. No, that was realistic at least. Yeah. Like how that she, w- that is true. She, <laughs> she should 
even though she's in juvie, be given occupational and physical therapy to learn how to function without mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she did. Um, Good for her. The other scariest, the, okay, obviously getting your hands cut off is a horrifying, horrifying thing. But what was almost worse to me as a reader was the moments after when they weren't healed because this isn't a hospital amputation. Oh, you know? That's cut off with a hatchet yeah. in the middle of nowhere with no medicine and they totally get infected yes, they do. and everything is horrible. It's horrifying. And I'm I'm also kind of confused on how she didn't literally die from blood loss. Like Well, someone stopped the bleeding. But she but there are moments I guess yeah. But there are still moments later on where she I mean she, talks she was weak again. for like she was weak for like weeks afterwards. That's true. It's not like she quickly recovered. No, yeah. She just like barely survived. Yeah. No, for sure. So um the other thing I will say that I enjoyed about this book is its critique of the school to prison pipeline and the prison industrial Ooh, complex. Ooh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was a good critique of it. It was very good. Good job. Ooh. It was the critique yes. of like not even critique, but the commentary on self-defense and like yes. people that get in trouble for stuff that like, like her friend, she has a friend named Angel, who I really liked, who is in prison for, you don't know why she's like the specifics about it until much later, but she's there um, for, I think we know pretty early on murder. Yeah. Um, it's sort of hinted at, like she won't say it, but the other girls will talk about yeah. it. And she says like, well, my uncle was super abusive and you know, like it was basically protecting herself. Like he'd never gonna be able to hurt her again because he's dead. Um, which like murder is bad, don't do it. But you understand from her and also from Minnow, who has been through such traumatic stuff and been hurt by so many people, like why like you and you get it. But then you have other characters. Every single character in this book is a victim of something. Oh yes. Oh yes. And they all deal with their victimization differently. But then you have other characters who are saying like, well, just because she was victimized, like doesn't mean she's not still like a cold blooded whatever. You know what I mean? And then you have a moment with Angel where she's like I'm here for so-and-so years for this. He never had to serve any time. And he never would have. Mm-hmm. No. Never would have gotten in trouble if I hadn't done anything. And that's just so, and just like... like oh, it's so much. I'm not I'm not encouraging violent yeah. crime. Don't commit But murder. I am saying we do have a prison system that is unempathetic to repeated abuse and victimization and the retaliation for that. Yeah. The solution would be to make it easier to get abusers in jail before they push victims to doing horrible yes, things. Yes, 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 100%. Yes. Yeah, this is a critique like, of what led up to the violent act. Yes, yes. This is a, and yeah. also I would say a commentary on like what defines justice. Mm, yes. So is justice, you know, Minnow talks about she's in jail, but even though she's in jail, that's not going to make her victim's organs knit back together faster. It's not going to give him time back. It's not really justice. It's punishment. Yeah. And to call it justice is not not really accurate. And we say we want justice to be served. We want to have a just legal system. We call it the justice system. Um, but is it justice? Like you're not actually like does justice require giving something back to the victim? You know, mm-hmm. Is hurting, is punishing someone else actually making up for a deed? Thought provoking things. Restorative. Brought up unexpectedly justice. by this book. Yeah. Restorative justice is something you should go read about if you don't know about it because it's something we really need in the US, but it's also controversial and there's a lot of opinions. I can't get into it right now. <laughs> I took a whole class on it two years ago. Goodbye. Bye.
um yeah no all of it oh oh god so that's why my expectations are four what about you (laughs) i also okay so initially i gave it a two because i kind of agreed with some of the reviews that were like not enough of it happens in the cult and too much of it happens in jail and then i was like you know what screw that it was really good and it was better than i think than if it had just been about being in the cult because the more we talked about it i realized that the fact that it happened like the actual action in the book happened later meant that you got like layers and depth to it that you might not have gotten while she was just in the cult because once she's removed from the cult she is able to like reflect and grow and change in a way that wouldn't have been possible she was living under the thumb of the prophet anyway to everyone who's salty because the whole thing doesn't happen in the cult i think you're missing like we would be missing out on the beautiful takeaways from this book Mm -hmm. and it would lose its depth and become just a book about being in a cult yeah i yeah because this book isn't just here these horrifying things here's horrifying images what's going to happen next the book is also about healing and like we said justice and violence and senseless violence and violence for violence sake like but our also, capacity for violence yeah, um, as people yeah and i feel like if it had just been the cult and nothing else it would have become it would have still been good i imagine because i i get the sense that this is just a good writer um <laughs> she's she is talented she's good. um but it also would have lost what's her name again stephanie oaks thank you Could um I- yeah but it also would have lost a lot of nuance and interesting uh, i guess commentary that we get yeah i agree from her being post the what happened so okay so all that to say i gave expectations of four yay i changed your mind yeah well i mean you didn't not just you changed my mind but after we talked about enjoyability and balance i was like dang let me have this i can't give this a two can't even just give it a three gotta give it needs a four gotta give it a four so um we've kind of alluded to writing style but what did you give writing style um i'm between a four and a five i think i really liked the writing style i really liked the prose i liked minnow's voice i agree I liked the dialogue um i don't think i cannot think of a time where i was like that was awkward or like that didn't do what it was supposed to yeah i agree there was nothing that like took me out of the story so yeah I think I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'm looking at my stuff and modifying it slightly. Because a 5 feels a little too strong, but a 4 is not enough. So, yeah. 4.5. I gave it a 4. I gave it a 4. Just like you, I felt like a 5 was a little bit too strong because it it was really good, but it wasn't like, this is the holy grail. Mm -hmm. This is the best book I've ever read. In terms of writing. Yeah, but it was really good. The prose was beautiful. Like we said, we really liked Minnow's voice. This was a highly quotable book. Like there were just like a lot of like heavy hitter sentences where like you'd read something and be like, oh my God, that resonates. For sure. You'd be like, that is meaningful, you know? A lot of intriguing first sentences. Yeah, she knows how to like hook that hook that you're supposed to get. She knows how to She hooks hook you yeah. in. She certainly does. And I thought she really did handle the like going between present time and flashbacks really well. I agree with you. Like it didn't confuse me at any point. Sometimes what happens, you get a little bit like, what? What's going like, on? Where am I? What? Where are this when, when's this happening? Mm-hmm. But she did a good job of being like, she would always say, this was the summer of this, or this was this fall that this happened. So that you had a moment to contextualize yourself. 
if context mattered. Sometimes it would just be like, I was young and this happened. But regardless, I felt like she did a really good job of that. And I think we've read some books already where I've been like, that's been my critique. It's like, I like the flashbacks, except for they confused me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that problem with this. So props to her. And also when the flashbacks happened, you weren't like, how is this related to what's going on in the present? Like you were never like, this feels out of the field. She did a really good job of directly relating like a thing happened and then a flashback happened that made sense with the thing that just happened or vice versa. So it was always like, oh, I see how like the thing that you just went through in present time made you remember the thing in the past that we're now reading. Yes. It's not just dumped on you without meaning. Like, um, what is this? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Memorability, I gave a four. I think I also gave a four. I think I'm going to remember it more than some other books. I don't know that it's Mm -hmm. the top. Yeah. But, but I will. Mm, Especially some of the scenes in there. Oh, man. Can I be thinking about those? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to remember like every single bit of this book forever, but like the hand scene. Oof. And like there's, there's a scene at the very end. We're like, it's it's the shit hits the fan scene. Yes. No spoilers, it's the you know, shit hits the fan. You know what I'm on um, on the story arc, right? You know, you know you get up there and you you're building tension, you hit the climax, and the climax is the shit hits the fan yeah. scene. You know, you know when you're in class and Correct. and you're learning about creative writing and and they say, Here's the sort of plot structure, here's a little it's a little mountain and it's got a little peak, and at the peak the teacher has written, shit hits the fan. You know when that happens. And it and it's a poop emoji plus a fan. Mm, yeah, because they can't say shit because it's high school. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so that scene is upsetting. Oh, God. Ugh! <sighs> that scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, if you read this book, like, just make sure you're cool with a lot of violence in, like, a lot of just people being brainwashed into doing horrendous acts Hi. of violence. The reviews don't make it clear just how graphically violent some of these this scenes book are. This graphic. Yeah. This is not we're, a book to We're read here to tell you the truth. That. And the truth is that this is a graphic book. We are here to tell you the truth. And it is that you, you do if, read a whole scene of her getting her hands cut off. But like, it's not like a... It's not like the axe fell and then the curtains closed kind of scene. It's like she's awake the whole time and remembers everything. You got to deal with the trauma <laughs> with her, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You certainly do. Oh, my God. It's so upsetting and it's so good. It's it's so good, but it's graphic. Just just be warned that. And that it's not like it's just like one one part. It's like a lot of it. Yeah. So. Um, I gave believability a three. I I did too. Yeah, I I wasn't like this is lacking, but I also wasn't like this exceeds good. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a a few parts to it that are a little bit too macabre. Mm. <laughs> Specifically, the hands. Hmm. Where I was a little like, this seems a little bit shock factory to me. I get the symbolism. I do get the symbolism. Yes. But given that this is set in a very real world setting, it seemed a little much. Um, also, 
and this is a, I'm having to say this really vaguely because we are still a spoiler free podcast. Um, there's this part where a character returns at the end, mm-hmm. and it was just like, what? Yeah, a character is there, and you're kind of like, what are you, what you doing? How? It's like one of those things where like too much of a coincidence, and you're kind of like, this seems really forced, and like you were just kind of brainstorming like i want these two characters to get to meet again but like there's not really a logical reason for it so like well it just kind of makes something yeah. happen and it doesn't really work i don't think that is like the one like the only critique i have of this yeah. book is this one scene i agree with that where you're just like i don't really believe this i thought it was like a dream or like a hallucination the whole time and also i don't know that it added much i agree i also don't know if it added much like i think like i don't know if it made a difference i think maybe I understand what it ultimately was meant to do, but I think there might have been a little, like there might have been ways that were a little less far-fetched to achieve what the author wanted, if that makes sense. I agree. In the most vague of terms. I agree. In the vaguest of terms, because, you know, don't want spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was the only part also where I was like, eh, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> because we read these things knowing we're going to talk about them public, that's the only part where I was like, Gonna talk about that. Gonna talk about that one. <laughs> Gonna discuss that. Yep. But all that to say, my overall rating was a three point seventy five. Did you rate it a four three four 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 three? I said four three four four point five four three. Okay, that makes sense. Because I got a three point six seven. Mm. I was thinking we had the exact same no. rating, but you had that point five yes. thrown in there. So I got a three point six seven. So what is our total average? Are you doing it or am I doing it? I'm not doing it. <laughs> Our total average is a 3.71. All right. That sounds yeah. right. Very close to a four. Yeah, because it's, yeah, very close to a four. Like, really an excellent I agree book, with that. to be honest. Really enjoyed this. So, if you're all salty because there's too much prison stuff, don't be, so much of it is good and worth your time. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's really do good. be aware that there's Excellent. a lot of a lot of jail because neither of us realized for some reason going in that so yeah. much of it was going to be set in juvie. Um, yeah, I agree. That was surprising. Yeah. So just have that in mind, so you're not like, what? Like, why is all of this happening? <laughs> What's in What's going on? But yes, but it was good. I still liked yes. it, and it wasn't like all about juvie. It was more like she just happened to be in juvie. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like. Not that that was an essential part of it, but it's not like it was about the experience of being in juvie. Yeah, th- I don't know that this is a book I would recommend if I was like, and here's, if you want to know more about the prison system, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> this is not like an educational book about like the experience of being incarcerated. Yes. Yes. However, mm-hmm. a lot of it still happens during incarceration. Uh, overall, would you recommend this book, Marcy? Yeah, I would say just like, if you want a thriller, I think, like, if someone was like, I want to read a book that's like a thriller mystery, I think I'd be like, oh, this is the book I'd recommend to you. Because I think it'd be a crowd pleaser. Like, it's got intrigue. Everyone's intrigued by cults. It's just, I feel like a lot of people would like this book. I agree with that. And it's also weird. This is related. It is weird to me that this book just is like, I, I've never heard anyone talk about it. And a lot of, and looking through the reviews, yeah. a lot of people had similar, like, where did this come from? It's really good. Like, but where did yeah, it come from? Yeah, it's like excellent. 
and it came out in 2015. So a few years ago now. So I was like, oh, maybe I just haven't heard about it because it's a few years old. But like people who were reading it when it came out were like, where did this come from? Yeah. Why did this not get more attention? Yeah, it was really good. Stephanie Oaks was robbed. I agree. She was robbed. Has she written anything else? Um, yes. Did you want me to tell you what they what were? What are they or? like? Do you know? Yeah, just okay. tell me. Tell me a couple Hold things. On, let me get up. She's a teacher and YA author from Washington State. Ooh, The Sacred Lies was actually her debut novel. Um, oh, good for her. The Arsonist is her second novel, which came out in 2017, which is also a mystery in young adult, but it is his, but it is historical. Um, what else? She has a book coming out in 2021, which is called The Meadows, and it is just it is pitched as YA Handmaid's Tale meets Never Let Me Go. Don't know what Never Let Me Go is, but I was about to say, do you know what Never Let nope. Me Go is? Apparently, it is relevant enough to use as a reference yeah, point. Apparently, uh, and the story centers around Yay. a queer girl who has. Pre- tended to reform following years in a government-sanctioned conversion therapy center, but can't forget the girl she left behind and so resolves to find her. So that's kind of litty. Yeah, Add to litty. Want. Yeah, that's right. We need Add to want to read. Thank you very much. I will have that when it comes out. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. She also contributed to Great. what appears to be an anthology, a, or, ooh, short stories, feminist nonfiction short stories. Um, and memoir called Things We Haven't Said, Sexual Violence Survivors Speak Out, along with a bunch of other people. So oh, anyway. Good for her. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that was The Sacred Lies of Minnow Bly by I Stephanie Oaks. Amazing. Yay. We would recommend it. Give it a read. Um we are now leaving Spooky yes, Season. Yes, we are. Marcy. We are moving forward. What are we moving forward to? Yes. Our next theme for the month of Thanksgiving. For the month of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I really forgot. For the month I really of forgot the word November. My birthday. For the month of my birthday. It is the month the of whole your month birthday. Of my birthday. Um, for the month of November, our theme is astrology, which I think is really Yay. fun. And I'm very excited about. So we are going to be reading for the astrology theme for week one. So the book I have chosen for week one of the astrology theme is called Starcrossed by Minnie Dark. Um, it is a romance. a romance. I'm very excited about it. It's under Chiclet, which I'm super psyched about because we haven't had any Chiclet so far. It's just like a cute contemporary romance about some people who fall in love and they're into horoscopes. So Extremely. Could not be I'm more different than the book that we just read. Oh, God, this is such a departure. But you know what? I've spent literally the last month and a half reading like dark gothic thriller novels and I needed something fresh and like happy. And the tagline of this book is sometimes even destiny needs a little bit of help. Um, It's very cute from what I can understand. I'm excited to read it. So also it came out this year. So it's still fresh. It was published May 21st of this year. I love when we touch up on some fresh boys. Like, I agree. I prefer doing fresh I'm ones, like, look I think. At us so. Being contemporary. Yeah. Um, pick it up at your local bookstore, preferably over Amazon. I will be going to my local indie bookstore to pick it up. It's also got a really cute cover. It's like blue and there's like constellations on it and there's like a cute little hand. <laughs> it's cute. Okay. I'm really excited to read this. I'm excited so. that you're excited. You're Thank you. Do we have any assi- any assignments? Sure. Yep. Here's your homework. Do we have any <laughs> announcements we want to make? 
Um, the only announcement is, as it always is, that we have a website called bookandsiblings.com. Check us out there. Check us out at Book and Siblings at Twitter. That's kind of it. We are going to be back to our normal schedule, our normal Monday release schedule. Our new schedule, normal Monday Sunday. release schedule. Our new normal Monday release schedule after Halloween. So our next episode release is going to be on, oh my God, it's not till the 17th. Oh my God, that's after that birthday. Make sense. What? It's not until the 17th. Wait, we only have one episode coming out in November. Because of the way the weeks work, it's like we had three episodes in October, one episode in November, and then three episodes in December, which is that's, really weird. And we don't that's fix really that weird. until January. So you only get one episode Sorry, in November. Guys. It's coming out November 17th. It's on astrology. We are reading Starcrossed by Minnie Dark. Yay. It's going to be good. So... Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter if you ever want to know like what the next book we're going to read is. We will announce it there. Um, they're also on all of the blog posts. So like if you go to the blog post for the most recent episode, at the bottom of the page, it'll say our next reading. Um, you can also go to our website and click like our book rating list and it'll have the upcoming ratings as well. So lots of ways to read along with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, for hanging out with us, for being here. And I hope you've had a wonderful Halloween. I hope you're having Stay safe out there tonight. Halloween. You're right, because this is going to release yeah, Halloween morning. Awesome. So stay safe out there. Get spooky. Don't get mm, crazy. Get spooky, not crazy. But get spooky. Get spooky. Dress up. Or maybe don't. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever you want. Have fun doing it. So we appreciate you listening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>